Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. It's a new year, and with that comes more podcast episodes. I want to thank you again for being here because I know that there are a lot of other sources, podcasts, articles, whatever, and other information out there that you could be listening to instead. So I really appreciate you taking time each week to pop in and listen to my episodes. And like always, if you have suggestions or things that you really can't wait for me to talk about, shoot me an email at rayannmullins at gmail.com and let me know your ideas. I always write down these ideas and I get to them um, as soon as I can. So when I started this podcast, I had a plan. I was going to rotate each episode between nutrition, then fitness, and then mindset. But then I decided to just go with it, just go with my gut and talk about things that I felt like bringing up at the time of doing the next episode. So I noticed that I haven't talked about fitness and exercise for a really long time. And since it's the new year and over 80% of Americans will set some type of fitness or movement goal as a new year resolution, I figured it's a great time to talk about it. I recently announced that I was stopping my online fitness coaching and classes, and I think many people misunderstood the message. I am not stopping fitness or teaching fitness classes. I am just not going to continue doing it the way I was doing it online before. I got burned out, and I really just needed to take a break from it. I am still teaching cycle classes at a local gym, and I may even run a few in-person boot camp type classes this year. So keep your eyes out if you live in the Greensboro area. I will definitely let you know when or if that happens. So for today, we will cover the benefits of exercise and three tips to incorporate it into your life in a simple and realistic way. And I'm going to share a really personal situation that I feel is important for me to share both for myself to kind of clear it and um, for you to know that things aren't always as they appear from the outside. Okay. And it does have to do with exercise. And before I jump in, I'm going to just give you a quick background on my fitness journey and how it has changed my life. Okay. So, and, and by the way, I'm sure if you've been following me a long time, you probably know a lot of this, so I'll try to make it quick. But if you don't know me, then this might be, you know, just interesting to you to hear about my past with fitness since I am a fitness expert. So I started participating in sports around probably 10 to 11 years old. I played volleyball and basketball. I did not play soccer because that was not really a popular thing in my family. And I know that where I live now, uh, it's very popular. Anyway, I hated with a passion practice. I mean, I hated it because we had to run suicides, which is probably a terrible term now, but that's what we called it then. We ran suicides. And I, by the way, I was always the last to finish. Um, We had to jump. We had to side shuffle in a low position down the court, down and back, and that hurts your thighs. 
Um, we had to dive onto the floor in volleyball practice, and we had to do a bunch of other physically demanding moves. This felt like pain, which made me despise the thought of exercising or doing even the sports that I liked. It made it worse, too, because I was the fat kid, and I was slow, and it was really just embarrassing to do anything. Well, when I was in ninth grade, something flipped in my brain about exercising. I started to sort of sort of like it because I noticed changes in my body. I was slimming down and I was getting comments from people and compliments about it. I knew that it had to be all the exercise I was doing from my sports. Then in my sophomore year of high school, I went with a couple of friends to a workout studio. Um, It was called The Workout in downtown Laramie, Wyoming. I don't think it's there anymore. But we took step aerobics classes and I fell completely in love with exercise and group fitness. That's when I knew I had to learn how to be an instructor. I then got certified to teach aerobics and, you know, group fitness is what we call it now. And I was also on the college volleyball team. So all fitness all the time. Oh, and I absolutely loved to work out in the gym at my college. I loved hanging out with all the meatheads. One of them included one of my favorite professors. I felt like really accepted and part of the gym atmosphere. Loved it. Well, my love for fitness continued throughout my college years, like I said, all the way up um, to when I had my first baby. I remember going to the gym to step aerobics classes when I was super pregnant and the instructor telling me to not come back because I might get hurt. That is when I started to lose interest just a little bit. Okay. It was like I was given um, a different reason that exercise might actually not be good for me. I was carrying a baby and doing exercise seemed to be dangerous and not really that good to do, which is crazy because it's actually a really good thing to do. Just maybe not, you know, three risers on your step. (laughs) After Mackenzie was born, I went back to exercising, but wasn't as consistent. And then after my second baby was born, Zach, I had terrible postpartum depression. And the last thing I wanted to do was exercise. I was exhausted. I was sad. I was mad. I was even madder that I was so fat with no desire to do anything about it. But I begrudgingly exercised and really hard. I got one of those like double strollers. They're pretty heavy, actually. I think it was actually a gift. Um, I would pack it up and take the kids on runs. I was running up and down hills, pushing this massive stroller, stopping to pick up toys as they drop them, right? Because kids are like throwing stuff out the stroller. They're fighting, they're yelling, they're crying. (laughs) And I usually came home in tears because my shins hurt, my back hurt, and I felt like it was just too hard and too much to continue. I was truly distraught. Like what happened to this once athlete who totally thrived on exercise? Where was the fitness instructor who encouraged others to get stronger and healthier? I really honestly felt terrible. And that's when the the cookie binging started. If you don't know that story, that's another, that's a whole nother podcast. I think that's like actually the first one. If you want to go back and listen to that. After I got on antidepressants for the postpartum depression, I was starting to feel a little better, but it wasn't until I finally started exercising in an appropriate manner and consistently that I started to feel like my old self. That's when I went to a women's gym to apply for a group fitness instructor job. So if you've been following me for a long time, then you know the rest of the story. But as a short recap, it was getting this job and showing other women how to exercise appropriately that my whole adult life was changed for the good, forever. Some could argue, and they do, that I am addicted to exercise. And probably I am. 
but I don't think it's in a negative way. I am addicted to the filling it gives me more than the physical benefits. So we will talk about that more in a minute. So I also think it's important to just point out the difference between movement and workouts or exercise. Physical movement or activity is anything that makes you move your body. This relates more to just daily movement, you know, like standing up and sitting down and walking around the house or the office, going to get the mail, picking up boxes, bending down to pick up your laundry off the floor, or maybe folding the laundry, sweeping or mopping your floor and things like that. And this is important because it builds our foundation of our physical body. I mean, that's what we're meant to be able to do. You know, bend, lift, sit, stand, um, step sideways, step backwards, all these things. We need this movement and we need to keep it going so that we don't lose our mobility and balance as we age. Then exercise or working out rather is movement that is done with the intention of improving your health or physical appearance. So this is like going to the gym, running, swimming, taking group fitness classes, doing my online workout program, and other intentional movement that is in addition to your daily movement, okay? This is also includes going for intentional walks. Like it doesn't have to mean that super intense, like hardcore exercise. I mean, it's like actually like taking the time out to work on your health, okay? Unfortunately, in our society, many people see exercise like as a punishment rather than an opportunity. And I think they feel this way because of just past experiences. You know, think back to like PE class, having to wear the stupid shorts or the, I mean, I didn't, but I know a lot of people did, had to wear like the PE outfits Um, or maybe having, you know, being forced to participate in sports or You know, even some people use exercise as punishment, for example, running laps or making somebody do push-ups. So remember I told you I hated exercise when I was younger because I associated it with pain and I also associated it with a mad coach, okay? And, And I also remember hating the girls that were fast and thin. They didn't understand how hard it was for me and I imagined them making fun of me. I don't know that they really did, but I mean, I thought they did, which was enough for me. So there's a lot of negativity around exercise. And I think most of it is just a misunderstanding about what it can be in your life as an adult or even as a kid. So now I want to tell you a really personal story that I have never shared with anyone before because it just happened. And I, I had a conversation with my daughter last week about why she hates to exercise. And by the way, she gave me permission to share this conversation with you all. So the reason I know she hates to exercise is because every time I mention it, whether, I mean, anytime anything related to exercise comes up, whether it's me telling her I'm on my way to go work out or asking her to go for a walk with me or whatever, anything that has to do with exercise, she (laughs) literally rolls her eyes, her shoulders drop. And she gets this look on her face that's like, fuck off, mom. And I'm so sorry about the language, but I literally feel her energy saying those exact words to me. There's really no better way to describe it. It's the exact thing that I think of when I see the look on her face. And if you have a teenager, I bet you know what I mean. And we've been dealing with this for a while now. So when I asked her, 
why she was so opposed to exercising. I just wanted, I said, let's just have an honest conversation. There's no judgment. There's no yelling. I'm not going to be mad. Like you don't, let's just be honest. You're 18. We can have an adult conversation because <laughs> she loves being called an adult. Anyway, I asked her, you know, I said, why do you hate it? Even though you know, it's a good thing for you. Like, you know, it's a good thing. And she said, okay, well, after watching me all of those years teaching classes, running marathons, half marathons, you know, working out in the garage, constantly writing out workout plans for my clients and, you know, for my classes, going to fitness conferences and all of the stuff that I love, that she said it looked exhausting, scary, and not fun at all. So she also admitted that she was afraid she wouldn't live up to my expectations. So I used to take her um, with me to walk. And when we were walking, I would do things like, oh, I'm famous for this, by the way, with anybody that goes for a walk with me. Um, I would do things like stop at a park bench and be like, hey, let's do push-ups on the back of the bench. And then we'll do step-ups. And then we'll, you know, sit and stand like squats. I mean, I thought this was a blast. And she thought it was torture. But she never told me that she hated it because she was so scared to let me down or for me to think that she was not good enough or not strong enough or not like me. She also admitted that as she got older, like 14 to 17 years old, that she purposely avoided anything healthy, not just exercise, but anything healthy, because she thought that I would never think whatever she did was good enough anyway. So she decided to do none of it. She also said that she knows it wasn't my intention to make her feel bad, but I did. So that feels like crap. Apparently, one day I said, how can my whole family hate to be healthy when it's all I want to be? And I kind of remember this, but not the way that she remembers it. I'm, and I'm going to be honest. I'm sure I said it because truthfully, I feel it. I feel it often. I do feel alone sometimes in my little family of four. I'm the only one that really takes my health seriously. And honestly, it's exhausting trying to get them on board with me. So, you know, I mean, I would love for my family. I have these visions of us like going for a walk together, (laughs) smiling, (laughs) walking fast, pumping our arms. Like I have these like things that I know aren't going to happen. And, you know, yeah, it is a little disappointing, but I'm not disappointed with them as people. It's just it's not what, you know, ideally I would love to envision happening. So you know, in turn, this actually makes me feel like a failure. But I had no idea that I was making them feel like failures too. So wow, what a major conversation this was. And I was so happy that she shared this with me. But you know, I feel really sad knowing that my very active lifestyle actually pushed her to not want to do anything, you know, have nothing to do with being healthy and exercise and eat good. I actually feel awful about it. And I thought, you know, I thought in my mind through all these years that me showing my kids that it's important, you know, to take care of your body and to exercise and to eat healthy, but we're trying to focus on exercise here. I thought it would rub off on them, but it apparently has done the opposite. There's still hope though, that as they get older, that some of this will come back to them. But for right now, it's absolutely done the opposite. So when I really think about it, I can see why. I mean, I really, after our conversation, I literally had to go in my room and cry. But then um, I thought about it. I was like, I actually can see why. I am not a normal person when it comes to exercise. 
at least in the years that, you know, really made an impression on my kids, especially my daughter. Because what I mean is as an instructor, I exercise or exercised way more than is necessary and probably not actually safe because it was my job. It was something I did for payment and, you know, to help my family. And I did it to help other people too. But when I think about what my family would see, yes, it seemed completely extreme and off-putting. You know, I mean, they saw the worst of me. They saw me, the worst of me, meaning because like by Friday night, I was exhausted. I would be so grumpy, snapping at everybody, and I just wanted to fall asleep on the couch. It'd be like 6.30 on a Friday, and I was could barely move. And I was no fun. And they all associated it with my fitness and exercise and maybe even eating healthy. Because so to them, of course, they're like, why do I want to do that? She was exhausted and mad and grumpy, but it's because I was not doing what I was teaching. I was showing people how to do it the right way. But because as an instructor, and this is so common, by the way, this is not me. This is every trainer instructor that I know that does it as their career because we have to keep it up. We have to keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. But yet we're preaching out there that, you know, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. But so people that are not in our family may not see what happens. So I'm just telling you this just to be totally honest that it's hard and it's fine. It's what we cheat, what we choose. But, you know, it was so crazy because, uh, you know, my favorite thing to do is to exercise. But this thing that is one of my favorite things has also caused major issues with my family and loved ones. And I've mentioned my mom many, many times, but, you know, for the last probably 20 years before my mom passed, I was always encouraging her, I thought, encouraging her to get moving. And, but, you know, I'm starting to think that she didn't think it was encouraging as she probably felt pressured. And, and, you know, when she didn't exercise, I would get upset and she knew it. I didn't get mad at her or yell at her. Like I wasn't mean to her, but I'm sure she could feel it in my tone when she wouldn't keep up what she needed to do. And I can't help but wonder, you know, like, did she feel the same way as my daughter? You know, I, I guess I was pressuring her out of love and concern, but, you know, we can't make people do what we think is best for them. They have to want to do it on their own. And this is true for you too. Like you have to want to do what you need to do. So that's why I do these podcasts. This is why I coach people. This is why I help people figure out what they truly, truly want. Okay. So, okay, enough, enough about that. Let's dive into some of the benefits of exercise and why even after all of that, I still stay strong on my stance that exercise is critical. It's critical if you want to feel better, both physically and mentally. Okay. The benefits of exercise for physical health are pretty well known, right? We all know or should have a good idea that exercising can increase your strength, improve your balance, um, burn excess calories, improve heart health, reduce cholesterol, balance your blood sugar levels, and more. Okay. Keep your muscles strong. It's so, so many, like just multiple reasons for your physical health to exercise. But what is less discussed is how exercise can be beneficial for your anxiety management. With rates of anxiety on the rise, right, due to, well, 
there's always been anxiety, right? But recent, more and more people are feeling the anxiety, especially with the whole COVID situation. It's important to remember that exercise is absolutely a tool to help reduce your anxiety. This is like no joke. From a physiological standpoint, exercise results in changes to the body that are believed to reduce your anxiety. So exercise can change your brain chemistry by increasing the availability of anti-anxiety chemicals such as serotonin. Okay. Remember how I told you that when I had postpartum depression, that exercise helped me more than anything? This is why. Okay. And then it just you know, when you start exercising and it makes you want to eat a little better, it makes you want to drink more water, it makes you like, it literally spirals into other healthy things, which all help you. And from a psychological perspective, exercise reduces anxiety by teaching you to focus on the present moment, what you are doing right now. You know, anxiety increases when we're focusing on the future or if you're worrying about the past. So when you're working out, nothing else matters but staying focused on your current movement or step on the treadmill. If you let your mind wander too much, you may fall off the treadmill or drop a weight on your toe. And so one reason I love group fitness so much is because if you are listening to the cues and following the instructions and the movements, it's really hard to space out when you're squatting and then, you know, pressing a weight overhead. Or if you're in a spin class and you're trying to focus on matching your speed to the music, you are focused in the moment. Okay. Also, Exercise reduces anxiety by building self-confidence. This happens because exercise, just by design, promotes the setting and achieving of goals. Regardless of your level of physical fitness, there's always a goal to conquer. So this may involve like walking five extra minutes or running five extra minutes, or maybe you're going to swim an extra lap, or you're going to pick up five or 10 pounds heavier today in your workout. The setting and achievement of goals in the physical arena is so empowering. It serves as a blueprint of personal growth and self-discipline that can transfer to other areas of your life. And finally, exercise enhances your self-worth. Every time you exercise, you make yourself a priority, which is so hard, right? It's so hard to do that, especially if you're busy working and taking care of kids or, you know, whatever. So you are saying, when you exercise, you are saying no to the other demands being placed on you and a giant yes to your health and wellness. When you set time aside for yourself, you're conveying the message to you that you are worth being a healthier version of yourself. So just to kind of list some of the psychological benefits, you have better sleep, okay, better mood, less anxiety, less depression. Um, better cognitive function, improved temperament, okay, better focus, and so much more. So even with all of those benefits of exercise, it's surprising that less than 25% of adults in our country get enough exercise. So the start of the new year is an opportunity to reverse this trend, okay? But it doesn't have to be the new year. It can be any time. It can be February. It could be August. It doesn't have to be New Year or a Monday (laughs) to start. Okay. It can happen right now. After you're done with this podcast, you could go for a walk. You could lift up the weights. So, you know, it's always an opportunity. Okay. To start exercising. So, here are three tips 
Okay, three super duper easy tips to help you incorporate exercise in your life. And I'm not going to tell you which exercise, but my first tip is something is better than nothing. Okay, isn't that true in life and everything? So I recommend that you schedule a time into your calendar and do something. Okay, we get these ideas in our mind that if we can't work out daily or afford a fancy gym membership that we can't get fit. So we may just give up. Or if you have a bad wrist, you might be like, oh, my wrist hurts, so I can't exercise. Okay? I mean, it's just not true. You can get in better shape no matter what your situation. Okay? Walking and bodyweight exercises may be exactly what you need to start. Or turn on a YouTube video and watch dance videos or a yoga video. Whatever you enjoy doing that gets your heart pumping and your muscles working. And by the way, if you want an entire year of workouts, I have a program online that is awesome. You can download it and have over 160 videos available to you anytime. So no excuses, right? But you know what? If that seems like too much for you right now, that's totally okay. Do what you can, do what you like, and do it as often as possible. Okay? Something is better than nothing. You don't have to be perfect. My second tip is get an accountability partner or group. And I truly believe this is so important, okay? Especially if you just have a really hard time getting started. You know, join a gym. Um, If you can afford a trainer, grab a trainer. If not, then most gyms have a free consultation. Like get somebody to, you know, talk to or meet other people at a gym. Join a group fitness class. This is a great, great way to build a community and meet new friends and meet other people that have similar goals as you. Also, you know, there are free Facebook groups all over the place. There's millions of Facebook Facebook. Oh, gosh. Am I saying that right? Facebook groups everywhere. I have one, the Balanced Fit and Free um, Lifestyle Group. Um, if you join my one-year group program, you can join my fitness group. So there are definitely ways to get accountability and partners and group, you know, fun. I mean, you could even just ask your neighbor to walk with you. Okay. So the best part is having a partner or group hold you accountable. Okay. You'll feel supported and you won't want to slack off because then you'll have to tell on yourself. And it also feels really good to support others on their journey too. So good energy rubs off. Okay. So it's a win-win to get a partner. All right. My third tip is be realistic with your exercise goals. If you've never run before, please don't try to run one mile the first time. Okay. Or if you want to get stronger, get help or follow a program for weights. Haphazardly wandering around a gym, getting on a random weight machine is a good way to get hurt. Okay. The problem with setting an overzealous fitness goal is that you may get injured. Okay. Too sore or just burn out too quickly. And this leads to quitting and having to start over again and again and again. So I personally, I got to tell myself, I personally made an unrealistic goal recently. In 2021, as you know, if you've been listening to this, I trained for the 29029 mountain climbing event in Utah. I will never forget it. And I will probably still refer to it often, but it was so fun to train for. And I did it in a very realistic and safe way. I mean, it was a lot of exercise, but it built up safely and it was amazing. I enjoyed every second of it. So when I was done with the actual event, um, I was pumped up and I 
wanted to feel like that again. You know, I wanted to feel accomplished and like I, you know, did something big. So I decided to sign up for a 50K, that's 30, almost 32 miles, by the way, a running event in Zion National Park. It looks beautiful. It's like along, it's just amazing. It's a trail race and it's just like the views are gorgeous. And like I met people already that are doing it and I was super excited. Well, as soon as I started training, I realized pretty quickly that I had not recovered enough from my previous year of training. You know, I am not a spring chicken and I immediately got injured. So after a lot of contemplation and thinking about what I truly want from my fitness routine and in my life, I decided that I'm not going to do the event and it's okay. That was too big of a goal for me at this time. And I tell you that because even as someone who has worked in the fitness industry for 20 years, a lot more than 20 years, that I too sometimes get ahead of myself or forget that I'm not 25 anymore. So it happens to all of us and it's okay. All right. So I hope that you will consider the benefits of exercise, especially the benefits that can help you feel better mentally. And if you struggle sticking with your fitness routine, Keep it simple. Something is better than nothing. Okay? Doesn't have to be fancy. Get a partner or find an accountability group or person somewhere and set realistic goals and expectations for yourself. Thank you guys for being here again. Um, I, I love that you're listening. If you have a moment, I would love it if you could on the Apple podcast, if you could leave a review um, or rating, really appreciate it. When the more reviews and ratings I get, the more Apple actually shows it to other people that don't know that I exist. So my goal is to help more and more people. So I would so appreciate it if you know how to do it. I, I really appreciate it. And if you remember, if you do want to start a workout program or you've been working out, but you just want more structure, then remember, I do have my one-year training experience. And if you are interested in that, you can find the link in the show notes. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.